everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Glad you could join us. We are live 7.30 every Monday night and uh, glad everyone could join us. With me is Pastor Steve Engel. What's up, Steve? Hey guys, how's it going? And uh, Taylor McAllister joining us from our Brentwood Beyond campus. Sunday. How are you doing, Taylor? Glad you could join Hello. Us glad I'm Good here. To see you. Are you in Tracy right now? I am. I am in Tracy. Awesome. One of you guys are playing. I can hear. There you go. No, I was playing it in the background. Wow, Steve, Steve get with move. the program here. Gosh, <laughs> your I want to see. I want to see how I look on there too. I'm so I'm so <laughs> concerned about my looks right now. There. <laughs> Taylor, I'm. Uh, I know our Brentwood campus has already like grown to love you so much, and then all of Cornerstone is getting to experience your worship leading skills and vocal yeah. skills because oh, we're all watching the same service, same worship right now. So um, yeah. that's super fun. I've gotten such great feedback on you and your ability to sing and lead worship. So. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> are you, in Tracy? You, live, you live in Tracy, right? I do. Yeah. I'm living in Tracy right now and uh, hopefully soon moving to Brentwood. I've already got a roommate. So there I mean, we're, we're on our way to making the move to Brentwood. So I'm pretty excited. That's good. There you go. Um, how has shelter in place been for you? You know, it's been a really good time of rest. I'm a person who is constantly running. Like since, since I was 16, I was working. And so, and, and never working one job, always working multiple jobs. And so um, this has just been a sweet time of rest and family time just before I get ready to move uh, to Brentwood. So it's been, it's actually been quite nice. It's a little, I'm going a little stir crazy because I'm so used to working, <laughs> but, um, but it has been a really sweet time of rest. That's awesome. Steve, it took you a while to teach your seven-year-old son to tie his shoes, dude. I mean, I mean, I'm not a great teacher when it comes to anything. Like I said, age to teach who knows? I feel like I learned when I was two, but I don't, my parents would be able to, to verify that, but I, 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 I feel like, yeah, the, the shelter in place has given us time to do those things, but I probably should have done it a long time ago. I feel like Amanda would have done that a long time ago. You know what? Actually, you probably taught him a long time ago, and you just needed that story to incorporate. No, I literally taught him. Which I, pastors never do, right? No, we never do that, but but I also <laughs> for sure didn't do that for this. Literally, um, when shelter in place started, Jericho and I did like a goals practice. It was, so, it was so funny, but I was like, hey, what are your goals for this time outside of school? And he was like, I want to learn how to tie my shoes. I want to learn how to ride a bike. I want to um, learn how to read better. And I want to uh, learn how to catch better. So we've been playing catch every day. Um, he gets pretty frustrated with the whole bicycle thing. So that's kind of gotten nixed uh, a bit. But uh, <laughs> the shoe tying and catching and reading are, are going splendidly well. So That's great. Yeah. Well, hey, people are starting to join us live a little bit. And um, if you are joining us live, Please say hi to us in the chat. Let us know where you're watching from. We'd love to know who you are. And if you have a question regarding this weekend's sermon that Pastor Steve Engle preached, um, ask that question. Or as we're talking, any, at any point, ask a question. And uh, we may be able to incorporate that in the conversation we have. Every week, um, we dive a little bit deeper into the sermon that we preach at Cornerstone Fellowship, which is in the East Bay um of the bay area in california and um so that's what we're doing tonight this week we uh continued our series in psalms and steve you um you you spoke on a theme that we find 
all throughout the Psalms. Um, you mentioned how many times some of these phrases uh, were used, uh, show me, teach me, and lead me is, is a common theme that we see throughout the Psalms as people cry out to God, as they ask God for help. Um, those phrases continue to pop up. How was this, what was this process like for you in terms of preparing this sermon this time around? Yeah, the, the, the interesting thing is, um, the the original like theme that i was assigned was was teach me and lead me because of how frequently those phrases show up but i was as i was reading i find teach me and lead me throughout the psalms and then and then with them this this uh and lead me or guide me it's the same hebrew word frequently in the in the scripture uh in the psalms but also the the word show me started popping up and every time those three things three phrases showed up it was oftentimes around the idea of path or, or way. And so I immediately started thinking of, of paths and hiking and stuff. And so that's why we did some of the B-roll footage of Jericho and I off on a hike and I had some fun with that. So yeah, yeah that was it was cool. cool. Um, all right, let's dive into a little bit of the content from the weekend and maybe some follow-up questions that have popped up from people uh, since uh, this weekend and, and yesterday and, and some things I've heard from people and questions that I had myself. So uh, for both of you, what is your um, like propensity or natural inclination to create your own path? Like, is that a massive struggle for you? How has that changed over time for each one of you? Who wants to go first? Well, um, I am like a high achiever. Like I'm a person that like, I have always kind of measured myself by how I accomplish my goals. And so setting my own path was such a huge thing for me. I was always like, I was almost always telling God which way I was going to go and how he was going to help me get there, um, which is so backwards. Um, and so when I didn't reach those goals, I always had thought like I had failed. I had felt like God failed me. Um, and it was just a hard lesson to learn to be to sit back and and to wait on God and to listen to God to stop and and see what God was doing where God was taking me um, and even now um, I often have to check myself when I find these ambitions and I'm just like I I, I need to get there I need to find a way to get there um, I still have to check myself and say like okay like God is this even the place you want me to go? If it is, how are you, how do you want me to get there? And what do I do along the way? How long do I wait? What, what do I wait for? Um, takes me a long time to get to a place of asking God questions. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Steve? Yeah, I think, um, I for sure have a propensity to not uh, fall in line with just waiting on God. And, uh, that actually that whole concept of waiting has been one that's been on my mind a lot during this shelter in place even is is because we're waiting to get out of it but also just how much we're waiting on god in so many different situations and scenarios in life but uh even like if you ask my wife uh how often we go a different way than what i want to go she'd be like you know the only times we do is when i convinced steve that it was his idea that we go a different way <laughs> and Let's so she she always has to play this game where it's like Hey, let's do this. And I'm like, Oh, let's do. And then eventually if she can convince me that I came up with the idea, then 
like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And so, so yeah, that's my natural disposition is probably more so to not do that. Yeah, for sure. I, I kind of, I have the ability to, in my pride, convince myself that I am on God's path for me, even though it's my own path, but I can justify and trick myself and feel prideful enough to figure out a way to make myself feel like I am, oh, I'm right, I'm right on track. I'm right where God would want me to be, whether that's true or not. Um, my pride causes me to, to do that, which is a, which is a dangerous thing that I've found out about myself and been trying to grow through and figure out over the years. Have you ever, um, have you ever kind of heard direction from God? Like he showed you the way you should go and you're like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like, no, God. Uh, yeah, I mean, plenty of times. I think there's the the conviction that I feel afterward is what is what makes me recognize when it really happened. And and there's been like little moments where I've been just out and about, and I'll see something or someone, and I'll feel this like nudge or prompting to go talk to them or introduce myself or say hi or check in on somebody. And I'm like, no, nah, that's probably that's probably not what they need right now, or that's probably not what I'm supposed to do. And if I, a lot of times I'll see someone else go and do it after me, or it's like, God's like, all right, if you weren't going to do it, I'll find somebody else to do it. Um, and, and then it's, I, I realize that I miss out on um, what would have been great for that person and my, my involvement with that and the experience that I would have been able to be a part of. And uh, those are those little like, ugh got you you got me there god like yeah i see it now and so yeah i i mean i can look back over the last year and think of like two or three circumstances where that happened in a small way um so yeah i think sometimes i get so caught up in myself that i don't even realize i've said no to god until the door has been shut um Mm -hmm. and god has said that is not the way you're supposed to be going. And all of a sudden I find myself confused because I'm just like, I thought I thought I was going the right way. And it's a lot of like what you said, Chris, where I've convinced myself that I'm doing God's will. Like I've convinced myself that the path that I chose was the correct path. And then all of a sudden the door gets closed and I don't know what to do with myself. And mm-hmm. I'm just, I feel lost. I feel stuck. I feel angry. And, um, and so, yeah, I think sometimes I don't even realize that I've said no until I'm, I'm too far sometimes. And so, yeah. yeah. Steve, we had a question submitted right after your sermon to us. And, and, um, this person asked, what's your, what, uh, how do you know the path God has for you? Like, how do you figure that out? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, there's a couple, there's a couple things I'll say to that, but the first, the, the main thing I think is, it reminds me of a conversation I was having with my buddy, on Friday night. So before the, before the sermon, obviously, um, or before we're all together watching that on the weekend and, um, and getting to experience church online, uh, we have a conversation and his question is about this very thing. And his family is thinking about, they're going back and forth between potentially moving and leaving this area and which would bum me out. Good, good friend of mine. But, um, he said he was having a conversation with his, brother-in-law about the same thing and his brother-in-law said and and his big question is what does God want me to do does God want us to move or does God want us to stay and his brother-in-law said you know what I don't think God really gives a crap whether you move or stay 
what he cares about is how well you love people wherever you are. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I was like, dude, I, I can't say it any, but any better than your brother-in-law did. Um, we too often get caught up in, is this the right move? Is this, and, and it's usually about us and our protection, our safety, our comfort more so than it is how God's going to use us wherever we are. And whether he moves or doesn't move, he's going to figure out how God's going to utilize them in mm-hmm. some way, shape or form. And so I think that is the best answer to give. And, and it was from my friend's brother-in-law. It doesn't matter where you are as much as it does, how you love people um, in whatever Amen. context you find yourself. For sure. No doubt. Yeah. What have, what have you learned Taylor just about like figuring out like, is this where God has me? Is this the right path? Um, I think some of the biggest things that my mom used to always tell me, she's like, first you pray. It's the first thing you do is you pray and you, and you allow God to affirm. And I have found that whenever I am on where on the path that God has for me is he affirms it in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. He, she asks me all the time, like, does it line up with scripture? Does it line up with God's word? Um, if those things are not happening, if you are stepping outside of the word that God has already put in front of you, um, if you are stepping outside of what God has already taught us through his scripture, through the years of, of the people that he has used, um, she's like, then that's your first indication that it's not the path that God has you on. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she says, look for how God is affirming. She's like, sometimes it's just as subtle as, as a, a mentor in your life, um, speaking into your life and saying the very thing that God is, is calling you to. Um, sometimes it's something as big as, you know, something, you know, being completely like um, just affirmed right there in front of you. It's like, boom, this was given to you. Like, and sometimes it's just as subtle as God speaking to you through, um, through like little things. Like there are times when I'm like, I'm feeling something and I'm just like, oh man, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm seeing. And then a song will come on on the radio that I'm just like, oh, there it is. Like, um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, affirmation from God uh, can take so many different forms, but that affirmation from God is so, um, is so there, but a lot of times we don't see it and we don't acknowledge it. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, just uh, allowing the presence of God to affirm the path that you're on. And if it doesn't line up with scripture, if it doesn't line up with God, what God has already said, then clearly it's not what God has for you. Mm -hmm. And just like what Steve said, uh, you know, one of the greatest commandments that God has given us is to love, um, love one another as he has loved us. And so if we are finding ourselves not able to love um, the people around us and the people that we run into along the way, then man, we need to t- do a heart check and mm-hmm. see, um, are we stepping out of line with God? Cause it's not that God has, has led us down a wrong path. It's not that God is out of step with us. It's that we have stepped us. We have stepped out of line with God. Yeah, I, you sure. just, you just made me think too, of like the parable of the good Samaritan that happens on a mm-hmm. path and Jesus' story puts, puts all the characters of that story on the path. And, and, uh, the guy who, who, was in alignment with God, weren't the religious leaders. It was the person who went above and beyond out of his way. He saw a need, a need and met it and, and loved um, his neighbor and his neighbor was not the normal definition of neighbor. And that's why Jesus was telling that story. So. Yeah. But even that guy, the Samaritan didn't, he didn't think he was on a path to help someone in need. He thought he was on a path Mm. to go wherever he was going at the end of the Jericho road. 
So like, mm-hmm. even though like we could think of like, here's the path, I feel solid in this path. Like it's never as solid as you think it is because you don't know what's right around the corner and what God will have, whether you're consciously like thinking about, am I on the right path or not? It's mm-hmm. what is your heart condition and are you ready for what God may have for you next? And um, I want to go ahead. I just want to acknowledge everyone um, that, that that is watching live and say, Hey, if you haven't done this, say hi to us in the chat and let us know where you're watching from. So we can acknowledge you a little bit and uh, feel free to ask a question and we'd love to try to uh, answer it if you have one, but go ahead, Steve. Yeah. I was just thinking like what you just said, I think so, so often we get caught up on like the literal path we're on and uh and it's just even, man, I could have gone forever on this, but just when Jesus referenced roads and paths and stuff and what he talks about there and the direction you're going and what, what that leads you to, the, the, the biggest catalyst for any movement along your journey in life is the people that God put there. And that, that shifts things. So that's when you take a, a hard right or a hard left. That's when that's when you go backwards. That's when you move forward. And, and so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's for good. sure. I think, I think it also just goes to, oh, go oh sorry, sorry. No, um, go. I, I think it also just goes to show the, the power of the presence of God. Like, you know, just like we say all the time, like the presence of God, the spirit of God has the power to save. Like we have no power to do anything outside of God. And so just the same way that, that, you know, Jesus told the story of, the the good samaritan um i mean the question is could that have happened without the power of god without the presence of god it's just so it just goes to show how powerful it is yeah 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 that's 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 really good i feel like sometimes people can use the idea of what path am i on am i on the right path um, it, it can kind of lower your eyes down from Jesus sometimes because it, um, it gets you a little bit more focused on things that maybe you can control a little bit in terms of the direction of your life. And so I think it's a good question to ask, but it's not, it's not the best question to ask, or it's not the question that I think ultimately, um, is the most helpful for us. Like you indicated, Stephen, sometimes I've even seen myself or others, um, when they're in a situation where they don't want to love someone or a group of people, they use the idea of God's path as a way to escape the situation of like, I need a new path or God, give me a new path. Um, as sometimes, you know, sometimes that's legit. And so that it's difficult because it requires a lot of discernment and like a lot of like real clear understanding of who we each are, like who I am to really filter through, okay, is that my pride or is that my selfishness that's kind of talking me into needing a new path and asking God for a new path? When in the reality, I'm just having a hard time loving the people that are on the path that he put me on, that I need to stay on. Well, I think that the interesting thing about what you just said, Chris, I mean, it was all interesting. So, but there was one like really interesting part. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, I think that people... St- Everyone I know still asks that question, ponders that question. Am I on the right path? Am I going the right way? And like, when I think about that and why someone would ask that, it's we so often, and it goes back to like, we just want to be comfortable knowing for sure that we're doing what's right. Yeah. Like that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. 
Yeah, for sure. And we want that kind of affirmation that like, I'm not stepping outside of God's will. I'm not stepping outside of what I'm supposed to be doing or shouldn't be doing. And um, yeah, for sure. I want to say hi to Craig and Scott and Jason and Jordan and Kenneth, who've all joined us. Um, Ambulance asks us, where do you guys feel your path is leading you? Getting personal here. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, I think uh, the the thing that Amanda and I talk about all the time is is and we it's like a constant reminder is to to hold things open handed and it's that it's really that that posture I was talking about in the teach me segment mm-hmm. of surrender and like if you ask me what path I'm on with Jesus it's hopefully that I'm moving toward loving people the way that God has called me to love people. Um, but to get like more personal than that and kind of in the nitty gritty, like, I, I hope that, um, where I am, I'm, I'm positioning myself and allowing God to position me in a way that maximizes who God's created me to be. And that's like one of the things I fear most in life is that, uh, that I wouldn't be my, that what I do and the way I do it it wouldn't be what um, I wouldn't be maximizing how God's created me and what he's, what he's got desired, uh, what he desires for me. So, and it kind of goes back to what this whole question is like, well, and it's and it, like, I want to know I'm doing right. But mm-hmm. I also like, I have fear around, man, maybe I'm missing the mark. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think it's a hard question to answer. Like, where do I feel like God is leading me? Because I mean, I'm not God. I don't know. Um, I think every I think every day is a, is a choice to give the day over to God and say, God, whatever you have for me today, um, that is where I want to be and that is where I want to go. I had a mentor who would tell me, um, we need to love first, lead second, but do both. And I never mm-hmm. like fully understood that phrase. Um, until I watched him in action. Just um, mm-hmm. when he came in, uh, the first thing he did was just have coffee with leaders and just sit down and give them a space to be able to say, how are you doing? Like, where are you at with God? And he would just ask all these really deep and intense questions um, to help them figure that out. Like, man, where am I at with God? What, where do I feel like God is leading me? Like, do I have a, do I even have a solid relationship with God? And, um, and that was the first time I got to see what it looked like to, to love first, lead second and do both. And so I think that is, I mean, I think that is the path that God has me on is, is just to love the people that I come into contact with each day and every day to say, God, I have no idea what today is going to be like. Um, but you know what, whatever comes my way, God, I, I want you to help me be ready for it. I want to do what you have for me to do. And most of the time, that's or all of the time. Loving people is what that looks like. Love yeah. is always what that will look like. Yeah, for sure. Fortunately for me, like I, I struggle with pride, like I mentioned earlier, but I also am like really good with change. So I typically don't resist change. In fact, like when the direction changes, I get excited a little bit, like it, it energizes me. Um, And so in terms of like holding the future with open hands and just being like, I don't know what's going to come next. 
Um, I'm fortunate that, that that comes somewhat naturally to me and really doesn't freak me out. Like I know a lot of other different personality types, that, that's, that's their struggle. That's what's really hard for them um, is not knowing what the, the anxiety comes from. I don't know what sharp left turn God has for me and if I'm going to be okay. And, um, and so I, I can empathize with that from a distance, but I don't like, I'm not super familiar with that struggle. Mm-hmm. And maybe all three of us aren't Ingold, You're not familiar with that struggle. Taylor. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> you know, my life has been full of change. I don't think there's ever been a time where my life has been the same. My mom was a missionary. My dad was a pastor um life was different all the time um and so change was something I had no choice but to be okay with (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and so yeah I get antsy almost when like when when things are the same for too long I'm just like and like god I need some I need some I need something to get mixed up here like (laughs) um and so, yeah, I think my biggest struggle, my biggest struggle is waiting, like just in the waiting of just the monotony of the, of the everyday. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish, I wish I could just sit and be okay with like, I don't know, a routine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Ada, Heather, Sophia, welcome. Glad you guys could join us. Um, question here. How do you keep going on a path when with God when you question him? That's a fantastic question. It's, it's a fantastic question for so many reasons. Um, one, it's, it's vulnerable, which is great, but two, it's, it, it's honest and it's actually like right at the heart of thousands of years of people having conversations with God and communication with God, like, like people wrestle with God. Um, and so I, I would encourage you to continue to wrestle with God as you go along your journey. And I think one of the things that, one of the things that we, we oftentimes, um, get caught up in within this whole path thing is like, is like when tough things happen or when difficult things happen, um, like where was God in that? And we start questioning God because of that. And, and one of the, I loved how father Richard Rohr said that, uh, in the quote that I referenced on Sunday, it's like, God doesn't, doesn't always help us to avoid the obstacles, but he, but he, um, he makes use of them. And I think that's how, at least I've postured myself as I've questioned and wrestled with God is okay. Let me see how you're going to use whatever this is that I'm going through. Um, and I'm, I'm going to have to try and take one more step of trust, one more step of faith in um, just moving forward. And, and, uh, and that's helped a lot uh, in, in my journey, at least. Mm-hmm. I think also it, there, you can find some comfort in the Bible because I don't think that there was ever, like, I don't think there were many people that didn't have a question when God told them to do something. I mean, if you look at um, Sarah and Abraham, when, when, when God told Sarah that she was going to have a child and at the age of 99, she literally laughed. Like there weren't, even his disciples as they were walking with Jesus had questions about some of the things that he said, and they were right there with him. Um, and then you look in the Psalms. I think it's one of the reasons why I love the Psalms so much is the, the vulnerability of asking God those questions, Lord, why do you, why do you hide your face from me? Where are you God? 
um, there, I don't know that there were many people in the, in the Bible that did not question God, but at the same time, there's so much beauty in being able to say, Lord, I've got questions, but I, at the same time, I still trust you. Like Mm. there is so much beauty in that. Um, and it's beautiful that God allows us to still have questions and still to say like my child, it is okay to have questions, but, but know that I got you in my hands. Like know that I am, I will be with you on the path that we have a God who literally walks with us down this path. Like not just sends us down and says, go for it. Mm -hmm. Hope you have your, hope you live your best life. Like he walks with us and still allows us to have those questions along the way. And so still like have those questions and look for your answers in the word of God. Look for your questions in prayer. Look for the, your answers in the people that God has put into your life to affirm what God is doing and what God has for you. But don't be afraid to ask those questions. That's fantastic. Great answer. Uh, I think your answer was a little bit better, actually. I mean, Steve's was pretty good. <laughs> Taylor wins that I, round. I, I think he was <laughs> Round one. <laughs> um, Sophia asks, in what ways do you believe fear can be used as a tool for discernment? Um, I'll take the first step. I, I feel like fear can be used either way. Fear that um, is, is not fear that God wants you to have distorts your ability to discern right so one of the most common commands in the bible is do not be afraid do not fear um and so when fear kind of consumes us it kind of it puts blinders on our ability to discern which is why we need advice from other people right who can kind of mm-hmm. see into the situation and aren't experiencing that fear oftentimes they may be able to see things more clearly but there also there is a godly fear where it's like fear of um, like touching the stove when it's hot, where fear can help you move in the right direction. Um, if it's fear that comes out of, um, wanting to live the life that God has for you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you want to avoid certain things. And so that, that fear of that dark path could keep you moving in the right direction. So I think there's multiple layers to that question. What about you guys? Mm -hmm. I think there's two things that I would comment on that. And, and I think part of like you brought up, Chris, the do not fear and how do not be afraid how frequently that shows up in scripture. And the reason it shows up so frequently in scripture is because fear is such a natural human reaction to anything and everything that we experience in life. And um, I appreciate that you said like discernment between fear of God and just fear that that isn't healthy for us. But but there is like some case to be made for fear being like, I'm afraid of Jericho when I, when we start our, you know, fire pit out in the backyard to make some more I'm afraid that he's going to walk toward it. So I take precautions. Um, um, and you could even call this discernment that, Hey, maybe we're going to make a rule that we don't play with the fire or we don't go too close to it. And, and, uh, um, and I think that's, that's part of it too, is like, healthy fear i think there's that's part of it it's but it's when fear consumes you um then you lose the ability to to discern whatever god might be calling you calling you to and the only and i think the only way to check that is like or a few ways to check that is like constant communication with folks around you that um like so much of the christian faith is meant to be lived in all of the christian faith is meant to be lived in community and so uh checking on that stuff with other people is, is so huge. So 
For sure. And let me ask one more from Kenneth. Loving people is most often met with persecution, alienation. How do you deal with those reactions? Mm. I, I, uh, the first thing I think is about Jesus and just the ways that he loved the people around him, but not everybody accepted his message. Um, I don't think that God, I don't think that we can control people's reactions, but all we can do is love them. Um, their reactions don't mean that we can't still love them. It just means that we just have, what the way we love them looks different. Um, you know, people who reject the, the message of Jesus, we can still pray for them. We can still think about them. Um, and I think um, in a lot of ways, many times we're not called to be the person that walks with that person through life. Sometimes it's just, we needed to be there to plant a seed. Um, we needed to be there because Jesus had something that we needed to be a part of in their lives, but maybe that was it. And then from there, God uses something or someone else. Um, but love can look different in so many different ways. Um, I think it's the beauty of Jesus and how, um, how he walked this earth is that, you know, he loved people by dying for them and not everyone appreciated it. Not everyone saw that it was for them, but he still did it not because they deserved it, but because he loved them. And that's what love looks like is, is loving them even through the toughest of situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a great answer uh, from Taylor. And I think the interesting thing for me with that question is I feel like sometimes a lot of the persecution people feel from other, or feel from other people is, is even inside the church. Um, like I was just thinking about this the other day, Amanda came to me and she said, Hey, I've been praying about this and thinking about this for two or three days. I think we need to give this person that we know in our life, um, a decent chunk of our, or the stimulus thing that we got for the shelter in place stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, let's, let's move forward with it. But if people knew the, um, citizenship status of the person that we're giving this to, and the fact that, um, she doesn't have American citizenship and is here illegally, um, there might be some persecution. And, but we felt like that's what love required of us for this specific person. And so, um, so I think, I think the way that I would respond to that is like, and this is Jesus called us to love this person. And this is what we feel like Jesus called us to. And, uh, and I don't know if it's like, a, I'm just kind of like brushing it off and it's like, yeah, it is what it is, but man, I would rather be in the will of God than in the will of people. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow what I feel like he commands us in that specific situation. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have, you're going to have one of two reactions when you love people. Well, you're, you are going to have people who reject it um, and make you feel alienated and kind of pull away from you because there's all sorts of things that that stirs up in them that they may not be ready to confront. Right. And so they're going to, you're going to, you're going to meet some resistance, but um, that shouldn't be the only reaction you're getting. You should also be getting reaction from people who are yearning to be loved, who have been seeking God and you're an answer to their prayer. And so equally, like, like you saw with Jesus, there's rejection, but then there's also going to be people who draw near because of the way you love them. Right? So if you only get one reaction, if like, if you're everything you do, you're only getting one of those two reactions, you're probably doing something wrong. So if you're only getting persecution, alienation, something is happening in the way you're trying to love 
people, that's not coming across as love mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like if only, if people are only adoring you and like, you, then there's, there's probably something missing as well in regards to like the core truth of the reasons why you're, you're showing love as well. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. that thought. Yeah, that's good. That's all I got there. I'll give you um, a bonus bonus point for that one. Can you give me a point for that one? As, oh, as the good. as the host, as the host. I mean, I'm the scorekeeper, so I already had a bunch of. Points. <laughs> yeah. You should do um, a tally, like get your whiteboard behind you and start tallying it. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that show. Whose line is it anyway? The points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> don't matter. Or or it's like a what's the show on ESPN where they give them points as they. As oh they, yeah, it's like ding, ding, ding. that's yeah. what we should do on here, and then whoever whoever gets the most points gets a closing thought at the end. Oh, that's good. Taylor, <laughs> closing thought, and then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> oh, closing thought. Oh, man. Um, closing thought would be, man, just each day, take each day one day at a time. You know, each, our paths are all unique and unique to us. God knows them, God sees them, but every day will look different for us, even especially in the season of, of COVID-19. Every single day looks different. And so, you know what, like, as you wake up each day, start your day with a prayer of saying, God, what do you have for me today? How should I prepare myself for today? And I guarantee you, it will change your perspective. Um, It will change your heart towards even a season like this. Um, And just reminding ourselves that uh, even more in a season like this, that we have no control over our days and God has all control. And it is a, he's a great one to have all control. And so just allowing God to speak into your life and just say, God, what do you have for me today? Rather than worrying about the future and the whole entire path, just take it one moment at a time. Yeah, that's good. That's a great last word. And with that, we're going to wrap up. Appreciate all of you um, joining us on Beyond Sunday. We are recording live on YouTube every Monday night at 730 until we don't. And, um, and you, but you could watch uh, the episode anytime on YouTube because it's stored almost immediately. Um, so if you missed it live, you can go back throughout the week and uh, you can catch up on previous episodes. Um, so we're excited. We got a couple more weeks left in our uh, series in Psalms. And, uh, and then we're going to move on to something uh, also exciting. So we'll tell you more about that later. Anyways, we love you guys and we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Hey guys, love you. Bye. Love you guys.